So what's called history is an interesting thing. There's a lot of interesting things about it. One of them is that uh, a person that is not familiar with his or her own history uh, or, or the history of his or her own nation or people or of the world doesn't have that history. Those realities do not exist for that person. So we may tend to think that history just is floating somewhere. It exists in some kind of way outside of anybody's uh, understandings. For example, Roman history, Greek history, ancient times, they're just there and then we find out about them. But we see that if a person is not familiar with those uh, aspects of uh, of learning, then there's no such thing for the person uh, whatsoever. Uh, and, and, and nowadays, it's not so hard to, uh, to, to find, uh, especially young people, but people, all kinds of people of all ages that don't know the first thing about their own country or about the world in general. So let's take a moment and try to imagine what that's like. So we're born and, and uh, we, uh, we just kind of plot along some, some way, somehow. And, and at a certain age, maybe we, a little bit of light dawns and we have a little bit of self-consciousness, probably not much but probably a little bit enough to where we know what we want, what we don't want, what, what we desire, what we don't like. And, and, uh, and here we try to kind of make sense of life and try to meet our psychological needs and try to advance and progress forward. But we have absolutely no idea what this world even is, what has been, what may be. It's, it's difficult to imagine. Again, think about a, a, a young person in their 20s, who, who does not know, you ask them, when, when was your country founded? Uh, let's say the United States. I don't know, a thousand years ago? No idea. When was that World War II? What's World War II? Uh, it was a big war. When, when do you think it was? Eh, maybe 500 years ago? <laughs> it's real stuff. Not, not, not make-believe. Uh, can you name one uh, person, historical figure at all? Um, no, no. We can't. Obviously, in sports, people can name... Uh, but uh, aside from that, no. Right, so what is it like to, to, to exist in this tiny sliver of, of, uh, of, of being? So we would say it's, uh, it, the, the, what, what, what is real to a person is, is the likes and dislikes and the desires, the immediate impulses and inclinations. And, and there's just that uh, it's, it's, it's almost unimaginable. But uh, anyhow, if we begin to learn history, there's many different uh, uh, things that can uh, come to mind. For one thing, if we read as uh, as the ultimate, as the as the end of history, as if if we read as the observer uh, that uh, uh, with whom history ends, we can uh, <laughs> it, it's one impression that, that that we can gain, as opposed to if we read history as uh, and think I'm also a part of history, I'm also just a, a, a figment of these pages of the story of uh, of, of the broader uh, picture, uh, right? So in the first view. Uh, we, we we consider uh, ourselves to be the real one, the real existent one. I really truly exist. And all these historical figures, this is just uh, fiction or this is just interesting. Uh, it's like, it's not me. Like I've, I'm modern. I'm, I'm, I live today. All of that is just who knows what. All right. So we can get a little bit arrogant. We can get a little bit cocky like that. We're, uh, we're going to think that um, uh, all of history simply exists to... Uh, for our own entertainment, we, we don't suppose for a second that we could be a part of that history. Now, uh, from the second point of view, we may get a little depressed because we think we read about one life starting and ending, another life starting and ending again and again and again, all these lives that, that probably accomplished more than we have a reasonable chance of accomplishing, and it didn't seem to be the, such a big deal as we take our own life naturally to be. And it's like, how do I make sense of things now? Uh, right, if I'm just going to be a blot uh, on the in these endless... Uh, 
pages uh, uh, of times. So how do we create a synthesis of these kinds of views so that we can uh, beneficially consider this concept of history? So we would say the first intuition is not necessarily incorrect. Why? Because uh, we would say that at any present moment of contemplation, of consideration, I, said from each possible perspective, am the subject. I am the one who, who is and who perceives and who thinks and, and who feels. I'm not those thoughts or those feelings or those perceptions. What I read about are objects. What I read about is what I come across as to other people, meaning to myself, I'm a subject to other people. The body that I animate, that is that serves as the visibility of my intentions and will and desire and all of that serves a, as an object. A, a, and uh, it can serve as an object in many, many different roles. So for example, to one person... I can serve as an object, uh, as, a, as a mother, as a father, as a teacher, as a child, as a son, as a daughter. Um, let me said that child. Um, as, a, as a granddaughter, as a grandson, as a politician, as an actor, as an actress, as a stranger that I passed by, that was passed by as a, somebody, a random person that I sat next to on the bus. So we serve as, a, our body serves as an object in a bazillion capacities, as many people as we know and as many people as think of us. And yet we to ourselves are the subjects. So we would say the people we read about in history are objects. That's correct. They're roles that uh, were concepts in other people's minds. But we would say they did indicate the subject. They did indicate I, myself. But uh, they, the, what we're reading about is not the self itself, but, but the, how the self is objectified to other people as, as ideas and concepts. So um, we can, there's a certain truth to the fact that I'm always real at any point of contemplation. And uh, all of this history, these are just my ideas, and that is kind of our egoism here is is justified in that regard, right? Because no matter how many uh, eons have passed, no matter how many billions have lived, no matter what has occurred, those are all objects to I, the subject. That again, at any given point of contemplation, now how time really relates to that is really a, a mystery. It'll be a whole different discussion because. Both uh, some of the modern um, um, insights of, uh, uh, of physics, along with the good old-fashioned common sense, indicate that the, the terms, uh, the notion absolute and the notion time may not uh, per se be able to be conjoined together. And, and also we cannot necessarily say that there's a single time for everyone um, and what it means for truly for something to be past versus present versus future. These are very complicated questions, so it's not at all clear how all of this really exists and what it means or meant for something, uh, for, for a person to be an object to somebody else. And is it still not? There's so many questions. But the, the way that we kind of understand it colloquially, uh, informally, immediately, the, the, how we understand it is that uh, people, uh, the, the, the self, myself, said from each possible perspective, I, I, I stick around and I animate a, a, a given uh, body, a given role, and I'm objectified to others from other points of view, and I can enter history if I accomplish something. And then uh, I, uh, the, I pass away, or at least the role in the body passes away, and the eye is found in other bodies and, and in other roles, quote-unquote, from the future. But again, it's not clear the temporal things here. Um, but anyhow, so that, uh, that, that that's one way we, we'd say we justify our egoism. On the other hand... Um, we can uh, consider that our uh, impact, our uh, uh, import, our uh, importance to to others uh, lies in the, our objectification to others. Meaning, we can have the richest, most unbelievable 
inner life that has ever been, meaning to ourself, we're alive, we're, we're connected with broader reality, uh, where ideas are constantly dancing in our mind, uh, emotions are flowing through our veins, whatever, we want to get poetical, you know, we, we're, we're feeling great, we're feeling like uh, we, we really live, and yet, if, we're, if, if that doesn't translate to some kind of object for another eye from a different perspective, uh, then it's, uh, we're not going to, per se, do something that could have been done, which is to, to enter what we call history and consequently influence uh, uh, other selves uh, through ourself as an object, through ourself as an idea, meaning, um, let's say we read about uh, uh, a thinker that lived a few hundred years ago, and here we can have access to the thinker's writings as well as to, to his or her biography and biographical information and accounts from others and so forth and so on. And by uh, assimilating these uh, these writings and these accounts, the notion of that thinker or statesman or stateswoman or um, uh, or, or poet or artist or, or, or warrior or anybody at all who entered history, that idea then, those ideas can enter into our own purview and can influence us in our development for whatever that's worth. Now, if, however, a person uh, was imminent inside, but they did not, excuse me, they didn't leave a, a, a trace uh, of any sort, they didn't leave uh, any writings, they didn't, there's no accounts of them, then they cannot serve um, th that role for, for anybody else in the future, as we understand it. As um, um, the, the, the conqueror Napoleon said in his view that if, if we haven't entered history, we, we might as well not have lived in the first place. Now, that's not at all clear that that's factual, but that's a, a, at least historically speaking, yeah, that's how, how we would view it. We can't identify the vast bulk of, of, of individuals that we take it that, that there have been, aside from uh, citing a general concept of, of humanity. We just say humanity with billions of people, when you say 100, 100 billion or so people have lived, and uh, the only particular specific concepts that can influence us are the, the ones, or, or ideas, notions, uh, are the ones that have been individuated, that we can reference by name, and, and that have a distinct uh, uh, body of work or references about them. It's Julius Caesar, for example, Plato, Socrates, and so forth and so on. Uh, anyhow, and so, so there's a duality here. On the one hand, I am a subject, and all of history comes across to me, and that, that's, a, that's a reality, that's true. Uh, I can be a little bit uh, cocky here because uh, the, all those, those objects there, I mean, all, everything I read about, they're objectified to me now. That's how they find their reality. They don't find their reality in the, in the potentially dusty, although not necessarily dusty books, especially the internet, on the, on the internet, the, the, the lines have to be interpreted, right? I read history in a different language that I can't read and understand. doesn't mean anything to me. So uh, all the, the people and historical events, they come alive to me in my subjectivity, in my purview, in my view. On the other hand, if I want to um, do for others what um, others have done for me, I do need to uh, serve as an object uh, for, for, for others so that I can leave some kind of trace, some kind of record behind. Now, as for leaving that record, we have to, we can uh, offer some comments there too. So we would say that a person that, um, a real accomplishment is not, um, it is not the. It doesn't come from a place of weakness or compensation or uh, or kind of pseudo. Um, how do we put it? It doesn't come from fakers. Let, let's put it that way. Meaning we can't. If we're a, a person that has no distinguishing attributes and we are not willing to to do something such as invent something important, 
such in, which requires presumably a massive amount of work or or, or um, it, it, it maybe have a, a, polit- a political station, a political office of, of vast importance. We're not willing to do anything yet. We cannot expect to, uh, to and, and harbor aspirations to serve as an object for anybody else in the future uh, and, and, and consequently enter history in this kind of blatant way. Right? But nowadays, especially with the internet, we, we can be deceived about that and especially with um, social media and, and things like that where we think that uh, if we can only gain a few million uh, people that, that'll support our stuff that we can we somehow stand a chance of, of etching our name into into the into history, but we really don't. And uh, the, the faster we come to that realization, the, the more we can uh, move on to something that is for us more realistic. Meaning we understand a, a historian, for example, to, to make it concrete, a historian is looking to, if he or she is of any worth, is looking out for his or her reputation and is going to write about the people that have objectively and the events that have objectively influenced the wider and broader and broader things. So consequently, think about a historian right now doing work. Would he or she find somebody with some random reference from 700 years ago? Oh, this was uh, the, the town clown here in this little village here and there. And he or she did this such and such things. Now I'm going to write about it. No. All right? the, the, in order to, to uh, serve as, as uh, interesting content for a historian, a person has to do something which affected somebody or a, a decent quantity of people's minds or morals or tastes. Right? There's obviously history of art. There's history of music. There's history of hacks of sculpture, of, uh, <laughs> of all kinds of things. But, but the broadest history is, is the, the, the history of the evolution we would say, uh, of ideas, the, the evolution of political ideas, of social ideas, of philosophical ideas. It's how we have progressed from, from uh, the, the darkness that we suppose was uh, initially present where we didn't have a clue about, um, uh, about uh, ourselves or our place in the universe and how we uh, have hopefully been moving forward. Obviously, that's a narrative. It's not uh, given in sense perception by any means. But that's a narrative we can phrase. And again, that... Uh, a historian is looking, for example, for a, a great king. Why? Because the, a great king influenced or queen, influenced a kingdom, and consequently influenced the fate of, of a vast quantity of people who influenced the fate of, of their descendants. And, 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 uh, and the little stream there entered into world thought and world development and, and uh, so forth and so on, geopolitical, philosophical, and, and, and on and on. Right? So um, we understand consequently that if we do not have uh, uh, the, the capacity, the innate capacity or the, the desire and the, the, the kind of uh, angle here to do something like that, we, we shouldn't be looking to enter history as an individual. No matter how many followers we have on social media, it's just a waste of time, chances are, and, uh, and, and silliness. But what can we do then? How can we enter history? We would say that it might be pushing, um, uh, uh, pushing it a little bit, but really it's probably not. If, if we're really going to be absolutely um, precise at what we say, can we imagine that anything has ever been done that has not had some impact in some way? So even, for example, we say that the classic example is uh, the, the European amazing feats of architecture uh, we, the, the, that were built by anonymous builders uh, in large part. Maybe we know the architect somewhere, it's somewhere it's written, but the, the actual uh, people that... that the, Responsible for the brick and mortar, we would say they were anonymous. And yet their work obviously remains and continues to influence a huge amount of people. 
we would say that that we we enjoy so many things such as language such as excuse me such as culture such as knowledge such as names uh, all, all kinds of things and all these things have a history and in real life uh, uh, real life flesh and blood people contributed to the history of each and everything so we would say if we view uh, the, the things as a whole then we would say each and every person enters into history into some way and has some kind of impact like a little stream or a little drop should we say stream is too big a little drop that enters into a little stream and the little stream for example the nation enters into the river uh, of what we would call history so that's the more realistic thing and if we utilize our potential and we make our contribution and we do it in a sacrificial type of manner where we're not asking what can we get, we're asking what can we give. We would say that we can uh, both contribute to history and enjoy it because I see the vast majority of such contributions were entirely and continue to be entirely unconscious, meaning a street sweeper, for example, goes to work thinking uh, I need to, to make some money so I can pay my rent and so that I can satisfy my immediate desires. Little does he or she know that, that he or she is, is making a contribution to the upkeep of, of a city and consequently to the upkeep of civilization and consequently shall become one of the, the, the innumerable people that have played some small role in, in the, the, the furtherance of, of the, the destiny of, of the human species. But if, imagine if the, the street sweeper had the, the wits and the desire to internalize something like that, how much meaning that would add to his or her life. And it's like I'm living history. I'm every day. I'm with every sweep. I'm contributing to something that that will be eternal, eternal, as far as we know, to the destinies of innumerable amounts of people. To, to again, to the destiny of the human race. That's incredibly special. And, and uh, if I do it with an uh, with an attitude of sacrifice, I both benefit myself. I sacrifice my own. Uh, my own nonsense and my own lower nature that I want to get rid of, and I get the the privilege of of, of every day being in a movie, to so say. And then, uh, again, I'm living history. Even I, I'm a, I'm a indigent individual. I'm I'm part and parcel of uh, the the innumerable amount of indigent individuals throughout history that have given other people an opportunity to give, that have influenced the uh, the uh, at least in some ways the thoughts and the morals of, of humanity. Now I'm doing something historical. I do it also for myself. Uh, I sacrifice my, myself. Again, we're, we're kind of uh, imagining here that we're giving a little too much credit to people p- potentially, but just to, for this as, as a thought experiment, although it, it would be realistic. Right? So, so the, the indigent person thinks like that, and then it becomes very special to be an indigent person. And needless to say, to be anybody in the public eye, to be anybody in politics, in entertainment, in um in any in any such field, if a person has that attitude that uh, I'm not just living for my immediate desires, I'm living for the the humanity, for the for the eternal, uh, and, and I'm going to sacrifice myself for that. I'm going to connect with the past and look forward to the future. Then that it, we can really kind of make our lives something special, not just the vain, uh, absurd kind of uh, uh, grasping shows of narcissism that they usually end up being. Right, which still serve their role which still they they we still what has to happen happens but we just we're not there to enjoy it so that's a perspective there that that we can take we can sacrifice ourselves, our smallness for the the whole and and consequently uh, have the immense satisfaction of of knowing that we contributed to something bigger than ourselves truly not in some corny way like then we have to track the results right oh i I donated money. Let me track the impact. We don't have to track it. We can rest assured that every thought of ours, every action of ours, or at least every thought that translates at least eventually to some sort of action, to some sort of sign, is contributing to to what it will always be in some way or another. We have a living 
reality that is con- that is mod- constantly being modified and that is the result of again of every single thing that has ever been uh, said or done or or, uh, or read in and, and and all of that and again thought also be eventually which translates into action and uh, that that might be the more realistic view as opposed to thinking that um, uh, we uh, the, the history is literal in some way the past exists we would say there seems to be it's not even the mean to say there's a present there's a reality but it's a reality that at least experientially speaking as it concerns um, concepts and ideas and, and perceptions it's it's, uh, it's again it's, it's always being modified and it's always it's the the living outcome that exists now always now that, that that's the outcome of every uh, the, all the work of, of the past generations so that can lead us to the next uh, concept um, that we can consider as it concerns history which is that if we um, have a very myopic vision and we try to find our ultimate destiny in our in our narrow role then we um, we're going to obviously lose in that department but we're also going to in, incur a lot of suffering and heartbreak that that we may not need meaning uh, we understand that um, we start out very very narrow and that narrowness continues even if we're socialized and we know how to say the right things that narrowness continues meaning we haven't escaped the uh, the, the contingent um, small boundaries uh, of our finite contrived sense of self and, and we identify fully with it so we and then we try to figure out how there will be some kind of ultimate destiny for this self not that we're not talking about for our true self anything like that but that's a different discussion for our contrived self meaning that's the blatant examples we see somebody uh, they they had some kind of career they did some kind of thing here and there i'm writing a biography I'm, I, I hope to leave a legacy, yada, yada, right? So these are the, the, the vain strivings uh, of when we fail to, to properly expand ourselves. When we really expand ourselves, we, we forget about ourselves. We forget about this contrived, uh, narrow sense of individuality. And we feel that we have overflowed our boundaries and unified with the whole. Whether we want to think about it as, again, the perfection of the, uh, the, the species or, or quote-unquote history or in some kind of broader, more ontological, so to say, terms, uh, we certainly don't feel that we have to write a biography or that somebody has to remember our name or that somebody has to, uh, or something like that. Maybe if there's a specific function or purpose for it, for example, a person is a, a writer and, and all the writings can be classified under one name, but that would be, the, the person would feel then the same for anybody else, right? You, you could put X here. Just say all these writings belongs to, belong to uh, X writer. It doesn't matter that it's a specific name. It doesn't matter that it's a specific uh, uh, picture or something like this. But we see when we fail to overflow the boundaries of ourselves and we remain confined and narrow, we try to go to war with history, with our particular narrow conception of ourselves. Now, even if we succeed ultimately, for example, like the great historical world, historical figures and conquerors and, and, uh, and writers and, and uh, states people and, and all that, even if we succeed at the end, we still have to uh, kind of step out of our illusion that we've created for ourselves and, and face our mortality that 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 we're a mortal finite limited uh, man and woman and, and facing death and that's a huge uh, blow to, to to our sense of self that we haven't then expanded we say if we allow our fantasy to, to get a hold of ourselves what look at these uh, maybe the egyptian pharaohs the persian kings uh, the, and the and all kinds of monarchy especially before the various uh, uh, popular movements uh, of the masses that uh, kind of degraded uh, monarchy uh, at least a little bit. 
where, where kings and queens weren't able to kind of, uh, you, you know, do everything they would otherwise, they would otherwise uh, would want to do before that. It was, uh, it was really a platform as an ability for, for people to live out their, uh, their, uh, kind of fantasies that to, to be immortal to be all powerful and a person can easily convince him or herself that i'm a i'm a deity here i'm a, i'm not mortal i can't believe yeah i'm gonna overlook i use the restroom and, and occasionally i bleed and stuff like that but that that's just the detail really i'm immortal i'm the sun uh, king the sun queen yada yada so we see that eventually obviously no matter how deep a person gets into that fantasy that the reality will come Maybe a person won't be aware of it. They're assassinated, as was certainly common, or suddenly get their head chopped off or, or die in sleep. But uh, 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 otherwise, they, they will be aware of it. In the process preceding death, uh, preceding meaning beforehand. So we say that um, going to war with history, with our individuality, is, isn't a, a good bet uh, to, to win. On the other hand, we have certain kinds of historical immortality that are very pleasant and that we enjoy thinking about and, uh, and contemplating, and we might imagine were enjoyable for those, the people involved. What kind of immortalities are those? We would say it's those where people wanted to sacrifice, where they, where they, where they sacrificed themselves. And consequently, it, it made it a name for themselves in the books. For instance, again, a, a tireless scholar or scientist who wants to heal a disease, who wants to do something objectively valuable for humanity, uh, a statesman that uh, it travels the, the the world looking for techniques to to bring back home and, and improve the lot of, of his or her people is not thinking I want to do something for for the sake of my fame and fortune, but um, it, who's thinking I want to to improve the the stock of humanity for for their own sake for my own sake, and, and, and those are instances where we enjoy it's it's a it's a good luck, right? That this this specific person, this specific uh, states person, thinker. Uh, uh, artist and, and so forth and so on. This very famous artist who, who finished his life with saying that uh, uh, all, I, all I know is that I did my duty and I hope that other people do as well. That's it. So what can we say to that? That's, that's what we're supposed to do. We do our duty. We sacrifice ourselves. We sacrifice our vanity. We sacrifice our loneliness and we can hope to contribute to something quote unquote bigger than ourselves that will always live on in the living now in the living reality. Uh, and uh, and that's a good luck. When we try to go to war with our vanity, then it's not a good luck. It can sometimes still be interesting as a circus show. For example, the aforementioned French uh, uh, leader, but look how he ended up, right? And it's uh, it's obviously still very precious in that, or, or, or the, the effects and the legislation and all of that, but uh, it's, uh, it's not exactly... Um, uh, so pleasing and gratifying to think about the uh, uh, the, the person's end and, and all of that. And nowadays we see the modern farm, which is really wretched, which is uh, people that have n- next to no knowledge of anything at all of substance in their life, but have some kind of immediate uh, material success and, and then try to make sense of that and, th- and think, okay, I'm going to live forever on a CD-ROM. I'm going to, I see that has always been the case before, Philosopher's Stone, who knows what, but I'm going to phrase myself and the, the wretchedness of a person going to war with history and with reality with their tiny little ego, their tiny little, they're, they're not tiny, but their vanity is a, is, a, is, a, is a sight to behold. It's nothing good. And, and either the, most likely the people will, will not make it into history. And even if they do, that's, that's nothing that, that, that we should strive for. So anyhow, to wrap up, say that history is a very interesting thing. Uh, it has to come alive to each and every person and can inform us and enlighten us to a great extent. And we can see the, the wide variety of... Uh, things that have already occurred before this present uh, milieu 
or moment. It, it, humanity has been engaged in the, in, in the unbelievable diversity of uh, uh, of uh, movements and actions and, and all kinds of things. And we should we, we think about it. We if we even can barely imagine it, we we might be able to find it at, at some or another age and, and multiple times repeated. And say that we live right now in living history. We can view ourselves in broader terms and think about how we can contribute to the whole by sacrificing ourselves and our uh, impulsive, immediate desires, and and, in the, and realizing our potential. And if we can carve out a genuine place for ourselves in history by having a, a name that stands for something of substance, great. And if not, then not. We will still make our contribution of the commensurate worth. Uh, and, but if we realize, if we do it consciously, not just unconsciously, like most of us do, like it occurs anyway, it can be a great s- source of pleasure and satisfaction to us as we go about our doing so we can think about it. Thank you for listening.